Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome to a special end-of-the-year bonus episode of This Week in the CLE, the Cleveland.com News Analysis Podcast. We have a full episode every week, usually published on Thursdays, where our reporters and editors offer perspectives on the week's big stories. And we have a weekly bonus episode where we ask lingering questions about the big news stories. In this special episode, though, we're looking forward, not backward, with some predictions and thoughts about what's ahead in 2020. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. 2020 should be a pivotal year for the Cuyahoga County Jail after being mired in controversy for inhumane treatment in the first half of 2019 and then becoming a much better place because of reforms in the latter half of the year. All eyes are on the future as the outdated jail has to be replaced. Look for it to be someplace well out of downtown, but whether on the outskirts of Cleveland's central core or out in a distant neighborhood has yet to be decided. The biggest question facing planners in 2020 is how far the justice system will be reformed before the jail is designed. People involved with all aspects of the justice system have been meeting for three years to map out a system that does not discriminate against the poor, but will reform push for merging municipal courts. Reform includes diverting people with addiction and mental health issues out of the system. So will the jail include a mental health diversion center? Or does that get built elsewhere? And while an efficient jail will save county taxpayers a fortune, ultimately paying for much of the jail construction, the county will need the upfront money to build it. Where does that come from? A tax increase for a jail likely would be unpopular with voters, Would the county's elected officials raise the sales tax to its max, which requires no vote? Lots of decisions await in 2020. Don't look for any kind of announcement about this from Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson, but 2020 should bring clarity to something that did not seem at all likely two years ago, the possibility of another re-election run by the four-term mayor. City politics watchers felt sure when Jackson was elected to a record fourth term in 2017 that he would not seek another term. But the mayor has been talking about long-term projects of late as if he expects to see them through. The new police headquarters is just one example. One reason people thought he would not run again is age. Jackson will be 75 when his current four-year term ends. Another is that City Councilman Blaine Griffin, a longtime supporter of Jackson who managed his first campaign, clearly has his eyes on the mayor's office. Would Griffin and Jackson make a deal for Griffin to sit out the election in 2021 in exchange for Jackson's support in 2025? One thing seems clear. If Jackson does run, he will have stronger competition than at any time since he first ran against incumbent Jane Campbell people who have deferred running out of respect for Jackson are unlikely to stand by for yet another Jackson term. Again, 
Jackson won't say what his plans are in 2020, but watch him to see how many initiatives he launches and listen to him as he talks about the long-range plans. See if he sounds like a guy who was ready to pass the baton or someone who plans to be there when his projects are complete. 2020 should be the year when leaders in Cleveland, those who have been around a long while and a new generation champing at the bit to move the city forward, either unite behind a plan for greater Cleveland prosperity or fail yet again to work together for a common purpose. 2019 saw movement on a bunch of efforts, including Cleveland Rising, which brought together hundreds of people in October to dream about what this region could be. Early in 2020, we should see plans from what is known as the Cleveland 2030 Group, leaders who have been meeting with Mayor Frank Jackson to come up with strategies for prosperity focused on equal access by all. Separately, a report on Cleveland's best bet for an innovation economy is due from a collaboration of the Cleveland Foundation, the Greater Cleveland Partnership, Jumpstart, and the Fund for the Economic Future. Some other efforts are underway as well, and the question in 2020 is whether the people behind all of them will get together. They say they will, but so far, the distrust that has impeded city progress for years seems to remain. Here's an easy prediction for 2020. A dirt bike track and compound will not be built in Cleveland, despite Mayor Frank Jackson's strong desire for it. Why? It's simple. No city council member will accept it in his or her ward. This was an idea that appeared to be dead. Jackson first floated it in 2017, partly to build economic development opportunities for people involved in the hobby, and partly to build a dialogue with people who have not had a voice in City Hall. Jackson brought the idea up during his re-election year, however, and it became a lightning rod for criticism by his opponents. By year's end, the idea was on a back burner, and for the last two years, you've heard almost nothing of it. In late 2019, Jackson brought it back, and City Council committed $150,000 to a feasibility study. The problem is, is that council members are all two years away from the next election, and none of them will want to touch this controversial idea. A lot of residents resent dirt bike riders for marauding through the city and flouting traffic laws. So whatever the feasibility study shows, without a council member willing to accept the track, it will be an idea that is dead on arrival. With Pat Benatar and the Doobie Brothers looking likely to be among the 2020 inductees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the induction ceremony in Cleveland looks to be a hot ticket for baby boomers and people who grew up in the 1980s. And with the Dave Matthews Band winning the popular vote, you could have a big contingent of that band's rabid fans in attendance, too. This is the Rock Hall's 25th anniversary year, so it's a big one for Cleveland's unique museum, and the induction is its biennial showpiece event. Coupled with the unprecedented Play It Loud exhibit that runs through the fall, the Rock Hall could be at the center of a lot of attention in 2020. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of This Week in the CLE, be sure to listen to our full episode for the week, which was a look back at the top 10 stories of the past 10 years.